You don't want to miss out on this episode today because I'm going to be sharing how the science behind sales can actually help generate more money for your business. We're talking all things psychological triggers. And guess what? I just used one of the triggers in that intro. So keep listening to find out which one and how you can use it too. Have you ever wanted a bossy big sister for your business? Someone to tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work? Welcome to the Copywriting for Business Owners podcast. Hi, I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. Listen, I understand how exhausting it is to find leads and try to make money online, but it is possible for you to grow your business. You just don't know how. Let me teach you. I'll share copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with your ideal clients who will actually buy. It's time to stop struggling. Let's start selling. So psychological triggers are these factors that influence our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors in really powerful ways. When I say that copywriting is an art and a science, that's the science part, the real life psychology in action. So these triggers are often subtle cues that push us to take a specific action, and we aren't always fully conscious of them. So here's an analogy. Imagine a gas stove with a burner ready to be ignited. So the, the stove is a person, all right? And the gas in the stove is the underlying needs and wants of that person. The spark that we use to trigger the fire starting in your stove is the psychological trigger. It's that igniting the fire of action, pushing the individual towards making a purchase. So psychological triggers tap into our emotions, our motivations, and our decision-making process, sometimes without us even realizing it. But hold up, these triggers aren't brainwashing us. It's not like we're doing some kind of psychological manipulation with these things because they are just aligning with the motivations that already exist. So once again, I want to remind you that copywriting is not intended to twist arms or force people to make purchases. We are just working with the motivations and desires that already exist and helping people take action to do the thing that they already want to do, but they just have been dragging their feet and doing it. Okay. Want to hear something funny? No matter if you're an advertiser, if you're in marketing, if you're a teacher, if you're a parent, we are all using psychological triggers to influence decisions and behaviors in our daily lives. And many times we don't even realize it. Well, that ends today because we are going to dive into five common psychological triggers that you can use to persuade for good, even if it's with your kids. But before we get started, let me read a quick review that I received from EU2137, who said, As a fractional CMO, email is a big part of the work I do for my clients. I feel like this podcast is becoming my copywriting professional development hour to become a better service provider for my clients. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And if you want to help me and my mission to reach other business owners and fractional CMOs or marketing professionals or small business owners, then please, will you take like 20 seconds, run on over to iTunes and leave me a quick review because that will help get my podcast out to the people who need to hear it. So thank you. And that review was not only so kind, but it was an excellent example of our first type of psychological trigger, which is social proof. Testimonials are a very powerful way to influence buying behavior. 
This is why some people will not purchase anything on Amazon without reading reviews first. Guilty as charged. (laughs) This is why we can be so excited about going to see a movie until it gets a terrible review on Rotten Tomatoes, and then we're persuaded to skip it and save our $20. Or when we open Yelp and think that we're going to go to our local Mexican restaurant until we see that several people have complained about cold enchiladas, then we think maybe we're having Italian tonight. So we often looked at what others are doing or saying about something to determine what we should do. We ask ourselves constantly, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth our time? Is it worth our money? So testimonials, especially positive testimonials, can be so powerful. It's another example of showing instead of telling. You basically let other people do the talking for you, the persuading for you. They are saying, I've had great results. And then you are convinced to believe that you will too. So social proof is a great psychological trigger. The next trigger is reciprocity. Say that five times fast. Reciprocity, reciprocity. So this is the trigger based on the principle of giving and receiving. You know, when someone does something nice for us, we kind of feel a sense of obligation to return the favor. And businesses can utilize this by offering free samples or discounts or valuable content. And that last one, the valuable content, that's a big one for online business owners. This is why you should have a freebie to offer in order to get someone on your email list. This is why it's important to provide valuable content in your emails, social media, blogs, YouTube, wherever you share information. Okay, hold please for a bossy big sister moment. Reciprocity should not be the primary reason that you produce content. You should not be creating content simply to make a sale. You should be ideally serving your client, okay? You should be there to help them, not just doing it because you want something in return. Okay, stepping off my soapbox there. So reciprocity is the number two psychological trigger we're talking about today. Number three, and actually I'm going to kind of toss two for the price of one on number three, is scarcity or FOMO, fear of missing out, which also kind of produces a sense of urgency. So scarcity is this trigger that plays on the idea that something is limited or there's only a few spaces available. And if we perceive something to be scarce or in limited supply, then we assign it a higher value and we start to feel very urgent about acquiring it. Okay, let's all take our time machine and go back to 2020, the great toilet paper debacle of 2020, when everybody was suddenly super concerned about their Charmin because we couldn't find it in any grocery store in America. That is that scarcity mindset. There was very limited amount of toilet paper. Therefore, it suddenly became like the most important thing we ever needed and desired in our lives, right? (laughs) So that's the idea of scarcity. And you can use it in your marketing, especially if you do have legitimately only a few spots. Let's say you have an online coaching program and you can only coach 10 people in this program. Knowing that when people know there are only 10 spots available and it's first come, first serve, that definitely makes it more important in their mind. It it really drives home a sense of I've got to make a decision now because I might miss out. And we have that fear of missing out. We don't want to miss out on an opportunity that we might not have for another three months if it's not launched again, or maybe they never launch it again, or maybe this could be the turning point for me in my business or my health or my whatever. And if I don't do it now, what happens next? So those are the things that come to mind when you use scarcity. And just to touch on the urgency, which really should be its own point in itself, We use urgency when you're launching something and you only have a certain number of days that the cart is open. Um, We want to use countdown timers or just reinforce that you only have 24 hours to make this decision before it's gone. So it invokes that fear of missing out and also uses urgency at the same time. So that's number three. Number four is authority. When we make purchasing decisions, we have to have three things in place in order to do so. 
We have to have credibility. The person who is selling to us has to be a credible, reliable, trustworthy person, or we have to believe them to be so. Number two, we justify logically, does this make sense? And number three, we make the decision emotionally. And that logic piece and credibility piece is really showing up in this authority or expertise psychological trigger. So who would you be more likely to purchase toothpaste from? If you had a professional dentist on TV promoting this toothpaste and telling you all the reasons why it's good for your dental hygiene or a professional basketball player. I mean, the professional basketball player might have great teeth, don't get me wrong, But for those types of products, we want to know that it's a credible, reliable medical dental source that's giving us information. We want to trust and follow their advice, not the basketball player's advice, right? Because it makes more sense. Consumers tend to trust and follow the guidance of people that we perceive to be knowledgeable or credible. So use that in your marketing. Explain to me, why should I trust you? What do you know about this topic? And why is it important for me to follow your advice instead of someone else's? That's authority. Okay, so there you have it. Five psychological triggers that we use in copywriting to help move people towards an action for their ultimate good. And that is social proof or testimonials, reciprocity, scarcity or fear of missing out, and also urgency and authority. So a combination of those five psychological triggers can be helpful in helping your audience understand who you are, what your product is, and how it's going to help them. So check it out next time. Don't try to throw them all together and make a big old messy psychological trigger soup, but you do want to use those different elements at different times, whether you're doing email marketing, website development, or creating a sales page. Use them all of those places and more. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks.